Hi, everyone. I'm Zinzi, and this is Imani. Imani, we really missed you last week. I'm so glad you're back. I had people tell me that they enjoyed the podcast, but they really would like you to be there. So we're glad that you're back today. Yes, I'm, I'm happy to be back. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the 18th episode of Flawed, Favorite, and Fabulous. Today, wow. we're, we, yes, we're on 18. And today, we're going to discuss chapter 15, and it's called Facilitating Lasting Change. But before we get to it, let's start off with some good news. I just want to say that I am thanking God today for life, health, and strength. I thank God for all the blessings that have been been poured into my life, that are being poured into my life, for wonderful things that I have to look forward to, from travel to, you know, the holidays and just the season. I love the season of fall. I love when the air gets crisp and the, you know, the, 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 we get to the point where we can wear our sweaters and the days are shorter. And I'm just thanking God for this season. And I'm excited about what this season is going to hold. What about you, Imani? You have any good news to share today? I mean, I'm in Jamaica. I'm with the love of my life. Hmm. And that's always good. <laughs> that's always. always great news. That is. Um, only thing I'm missing is my mama. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just, I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful for, for Omar. I'm thankful for my mom. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm happy. I love yeah. my new job that I have. And it's that's a huge blessing. Yes. Um, yes, I'm, I'm happy. That's great. And for the record, I miss you too, Imani. But I'm so glad that you are where you are. And I'm just proud of what you're doing. And I'm excited about you and Omar's future. And the new place, they just moved into a new place. I call it the Love Shack. And um, (laughs) and I'm just, I'm excited about, you know, the life that you are beginning with Omar. So yeah, it's all good over here. You ready to get to it? I'm ready. Okay, so chapter 15 is called Facilitating Lasting Change. And simply put, facilitate means to make easier or to make less difficult, to help make something or push something forward. And lasting change is what we want after we reach our weight loss goals. Amen? Amen. In this chapter, I discuss seven practices that I strongly recommend for everyone to do in order to maintain your goal. And let me say, they'll also be helpful in reaching your goal, but after you've reached your goal, there are certain practices and habits and activities that we need to commit ourselves to in order to make sure that we don't gain the weight back or we make sure that the pounds don't find us. So the first practice, that I strongly recommend is self-discovery. Get to know who you really and truly are, not who you aspire to be or who you want to be or who you claim to be on social media, but get to know the truth of who you are today. Start thinking about what are your personal truths. For example, some of my personal truths are, I am black, I'm a woman, I'm 58 years old. 
I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a published author. I'm a life coach. I'm a podcast host. I love to sing, laugh, play games with the family. But I also struggle with my weight. I'm also insecure in different areas. When you talk about your personal truth, you want to be honest with yourself about your strengths as well as your challenges. Imani, what would you say, like, how, what would you say are some of your personal truths today? Well, I am 31. Yep. I'll be 32 in about 12 days. <laughs> I'm also black. I am a woman. Yep. I am from Oakland, but I am residing in Jamaica. That's right. I am a woman of God. Yes. But I also, well, no, 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 no. I also love to sing. I love to write music. I love to trade. I love spending time with family. I love to travel. But I also do have a weight issue. And I'm very insecure. Yeah. And, you know, and that's just to give you all an idea of what to put down in your journal when you write out your personal truths. I mean, because you you also want to write down what you're afraid of. You want to write down things that you may have been maybe avoiding in your life. Like there may be some unforgiveness in your life. That All of that makes up your personal truth. And you want to know and be able to see who you are, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it because it is essential for us to know who we are in order that we can be successful in reaching and maintaining our goals. Because if we don't know, trust me when I tell you that the enemy knows who we are. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our challenge areas. And that's exactly where he's going to attack us in order to pull us back into where we don't want to be with our weight. So number one, is self-discovery yes number two is mindfulness mindfulness is the quality or state of being mindful and i've noticed lately there's been a lot of talk about mindfulness and one of the benefits i would say of mindfulness is that it is the opportunity for us to practice exercising the power of our mind It's the opportunity for us to do deliberate, positive, and productive thinking. I always teach about the power of thought, word, and deed, and the fact that everything, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Imani, and the fact that everything that we see manifested in this world and in our lives originated with a thought. Before you walked out your house, you thought about it. Before you took your shower, you thought about it. Before you got up out of the bed, you thought about it. Every single thing that we do and manifest in this life begins with a thought. And if we don't like what we're seeing made manifest in our lives and in our world, we have to go back and change what we're thinking about. And mindfulness gives us this opportunity to reflect, to reset, and to recalibrate our mind as needed because our mind is so powerful. It has creative power and we minimize it 
but it really is true. Mindfulness taps into what we learned from my mom called metacognition. Metacognition is thinking about our thinking. You remember that, Imani? Yes, I do. And while you were talking about this, what came to my mind was metacognition. And here you go, bringing it up. Yes, because mindfulness helps us to take into account or evaluation of our thoughts. What is it we're thinking and why is it we're thinking this? And should we continue to think it or should we replace those thoughts with something else? And that's what metacognition helps us to do. It helps us to think what metacognition actually is, the process of thinking about our thinking. And to go further into mindfulness, the Bible says that we can take into captivity every one of our thoughts to make them obedient to Christ. So when people come up to me and try to say to me, I can't control my thoughts, I can't control what I think, I correct them and lead them to this scripture in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 3, I believe verse 10, that tells us that we can take into captivity our thoughts and make them obedient to Christ, which means we can control what we think and we don't have to allow our thoughts to just run amok and just do whatever it is they want to do. No, we can decide what we think about. And that's revolutionary for some people because a lot of times we think that, yeah, we think that these thoughts, you know, they fleet in and they fleet out of our brain, but we can put up barriers and decide what we will and will not allow into our thought life. Does that make sense, Imani? It makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I these this, these past I guess this past month since I've been in Jamaica, that's been something that I've been struggling with. Um, and now doing this podcast and just reminding myself of metacognition, thinking about my thinking, and realizing that I I can give my thoughts to God and He can change my thoughts. Like I don't have to thinking these bad things or whatever my fears are, my worries are. I don't have to keep doing that. And so, shoot, I want to rededicate my my thought process to God right now. Mm, In the name of Jesus, it's nothing wrong with it. And anybody that's listening can do that as well. Because the truth of the matter is, our quality of thoughts determine our quality of life. Thoughts are life. We have to recognize that what we have in our lives, what we see, what's manifested in our lives is as a result of what we've been thinking about. And if we don't like what we're seeing, if we don't like what our lives consist of, then it's time to start upgrading what we're thinking about and change our thought life, change our thought processes. And my single favorite mindfulness exercise is to journal. Journaling is therapeutic for me. It's the only reason why I don't have a therapist right now because journaling really helps me to think about my thinking, to see what I'm thinking about. Because in my journal, I'm writing my thoughts. I'm writing down what I'm thinking about and I can evaluate it. And also sometimes it just helps me to purge the thoughts. And that's a beautiful thing too, to just be able to 
remove the thoughts from my mind, place them in the journal. And a lot of times I don't even go back and look at those journals. I don't reread the journals. It's the act or the process of removing those thoughts or purging those thoughts from my mind at that moment that makes journaling so helpful for me. That's why I really encourage people to journal. It is a mindfulness exercise. Now, some people prefer meditation or guided imagery, and all of those things are valuable. They're all valuable tools in developing the mind, body, and spirit connection. And I utilize all of them, but the one that I do most consistently, and you know this, Imani, I've been journaling your entire life. I've got volumes and volumes of journals all over the, I can fill up an entire, you know, bookshelves with the journals that I have, that I have written throughout your 31 years of life. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Number three, lifestyle changes. This is another practice that we cannot expect to maintain our weight loss without it. We must be committed to making changes in our life. And it starts with our thinking. It does. It starts with our thought process. We have to change how we think about food. We have to change what we think about, how we think about exercising. We have to change how we view eating out and holidays. All of these things have to be transformed inside of us in order for us to maintain a, a successful weight loss. Lifestyle changes are absolutely necessary. And if you're not willing to change your life, then you have to expect that you're going to go back to who you used to be. We have to find a healthy way to eat for life. You know, and I'll be quick to tell you that treat days are allowed, especially once you've got to the maintenance point of your practice. But we have to find the healthy way that we can eat for the rest of our lives in order that we are healthy, in order that we maintain the goal that we have accomplished. And, you know, that's the thing about quote unquote dieting is people think, oh, if I do this for a certain amount of time and lose this weight and hit this goal, I'm fine. But the truth of the matter is, and you've heard us say this on many different occasions, the truth of the matter is if we don't change our lifestyle, then we're going to go right back to who we were. And we won't only gain all the weight back, we'll gain all that weight back and we'll gain more weight on top of that. So in order for us to, what you say? And what you say? Don't bring some friends. Come on now. And the pounds are going to bring friends. It's true. I'm a living witness. Imani is a living witness. We know that our lifestyle has to change for life. This is a lifelong endeavor. And it doesn't stop when we reach that goal or that number that we see in our clothes or on the scale. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Number four, reconnect with your body. Remember, the mind and body disconnect when we become morbidly obese. I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but at the same time, you might as well know the truth. Now, if you just have a few pounds to lose or what have you, there may not be a mind-body disconnect. But I know that 
I was living in a state of denial because that's the only way I could continue to exist in my fat suit. And remember, denial is what contains us in our fat suit. We look at ourselves and we don't see ourselves as we really are. We look at the clothes, the, the sizes that we're buying, and we convince ourselves that there's other reasons why we're buying larger sizes than the fact that I'm just getting fatter. We have to reconnect with our body and recognize who we have become. I'm telling you, there was a point in my my obesity where my body had become unrecognizable to me and I rarely looked at it in the mirror I rarely looked at myself naked because I couldn't I couldn't embrace I couldn't accept what I would see and I would just cover it up I would take a shower I would you know get out of the shower and have that have that the towel on and then I put my clothes on and I would not look at myself in the mirror and now I make it a point to look at myself in the mirror to see everything that I am and everything that I used to be and be thankful for it. my body may not be perfect it is not perfect it never will be perfect but I have come a long way from who I used to be and I want to encourage you to love yourself as you are today. It doesn't matter what size you are, from size two to size 22 and beyond. I, I, it's gonna be helpful for you if you love who you see in the mirror, even if you are making plans to change it. Ooh, Reconnect with you, the body that you have right now. Imani, you wanna say something about that? Well, it's funny you mention this now because this is something that I've been struggling with. Mm. And I feel like more so now that I'm I'm here in Jamaica, I'm with my man. And, you know, this first month, we ain't been eating that good. I mean, we been eating good, but not nothing that was on my plan from when I was back home. Right. And so now that, I don't know, I'm just, I keep... I keep doing these self-talks and reevaluating myself and my life and my goals. And I'm at a point where my body has been, has become unrecognizable to me. Hmm. To me. And I had been, I don't know, I guess you can say, and you guys, y'all already know that, that this is my therapy. Y'all my therapy. So right. I'm going to just give it to y'all raw and uncut. We appreciate any money. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been talking really badly about myself and, mm. and I would do this with, with Omar and he would be pissed off and he hates when I'm talking bad about myself. And I've even mentioned this before months ago that he, 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 he helps me to give myself self-empowerment. Like he'll be like, Imani, look in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. I'm God's child, just giving just all these affirmations, and that's something I appreciate about him, but I have to leave it for myself, and when you just said, you have to love the body that you're in now, even if you're going to make changes, that's fine. Yes. And I'm learning, and this is, um, I can't think of the word, but you saying this now is just letting me know, like, alright, let me love myself who I am now. Confirmation. And 
that's right. Omar Omar has said that this is confirmation that you're bringing this back up. Mm-hmm. I have a love who I am now, love myself now, and of course, if I want to change something, then change it. But I can't hate myself now. I can't hate myself in the process. I gotta love myself in the process. So that's something that I'm I'm working with, and hearing you say that just confirms it. So thank well, you. thank you for sharing that. And the truth of the matter is, it's very difficult for us to accomplish our weight loss goals when we are self-sabotaging when we are hating what we see and we're speaking negatively about ourselves it works against us even in our weight loss like even being able to stick with a program and you know the truth of the matter is Imani you have had a lot of transition going on in your life you know last week you guys were moving and you know you just got to Jamaica and all of that so you know, we talked last week or I talked to the people last week about, you know, how those are times that are not best for actual weight loss programs. But in the meantime, like even when you're in those transitions, we can still say things like, I love myself. I love my body as it is. And say it out loud. Look at yourself in the mirror. Embrace yourself. Even the areas you don't like. I love my arms. I love my stomach. I love my butt. I mean, whatever it is that you know that you don't like right now, yeah. flip it and start to say that you love those things about yourself and you thank God for them. And you'll start yeah. to see a shift in your mindset when you do that. And this is something that I'm working on as well. I haven't mastered it yet. I'm still working on loving what I see in the mirror today. And it's a worthwhile endeavor. And I encourage everyone under the sound of my voice to join us in loving yourself today. Amen. Amen. Number five, listen to your body. Mm -hmm. Our bodies have a language. And they send us messages every day, all throughout the day. Our bodies tell us things that we need to know that's going on with our bodies. And we need to learn our body language. Our body will tell us, I'm sleepy, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm allergic, my head hurts, my feet hurts, I don't feel well, I'm sick. But we often misinterpret the messages or we ignore the messages. Often our bodies will tell us, this is a good example, often our bodies will tell us that it's thirsty, but we misinterpret it and think it's hungry and we feed the body instead of giving the body something to drink. And this is what leads to overeating. Instead of drinking, we're eating and we're not recognizing what the message is that's being sent to us from our body. And the truth of the matter is, when we really are thirsty, when we get the signal that we're thirsty, that actually means we're dehydrated because when we realize that we're thirsty, we've gone too long without drinking. And so it is just imperative for us to start listening to what our body is saying to us. Our body will tell us what it needs and when it needs it. And when we start to heed those messages, we'll be better off. We'll be more healthy. We'll be better rested. We'll have more energy and we'll lose weight. But we need to slow our rhythm down. 
We need to quiet the riots in the streets of our souls. And we need to listen to what our body is saying. Our body will let us know what it needs. Does that make sense, Imani? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot of sense. So just listen to your body. Number six, sacrifice. This is a practice that is a prerequisite for any weight loss program. It goes without saying that when you're going to diet or live it, you're going to have to let some things go. You're going to have to sacrifice some things. And if you're not willing to, then you're not ready to lose weight. And that's really just the bottom line because there are people that are listening to this podcast. There are people that probably listen to every single episode of this podcast, but you haven't lost any weight in these 18 weeks that you've been listening to this podcast because you're not ready to make the sacrifice that is necessary for you to make in order to lose the weight. And I'm not saying this from a place of judgment. I'm just keeping it all the way real with you because when you're ready to make the sacrifice, you will lose the weight. There's some foods that you've got to be willing to let go of, some for good and some just for a wife. But can we all agree that there are foods in this world that have been designed to kill us and there are foods in this world that give us life. Can we agree on that? We can definitely agree on that. And the truth is our bodies can feel the difference. Now, I'm not saying that our bodies aren't going to crave things like cookies and candy and fried foods and stuff like that. Yes. But the truth of the matter is, now let me get deep for a second. It's not really the body that's craving those things. It's the mind. So when we have made the decision that we are going to practice mindfulness and we're going to get our mind, body, and spirit reconnected, when we start talking about making a sacrifice and what foods we're going to eat and not eat, when we recognize that there's a craving that is taking place, like for example, I'm going to be completely transparent with you right now. There's Halloween candy around the house from Halloween. Okay. There's Halloween candy. They're they're bite size. There's some fun size. You know, there's a variety of sizes. And they really haven't even been tempting me. It hasn't even really been a problem. But today, I've been thinking about those bite size Three Musketeer bars and making plans to get some after this podcast. And my body is not craving the that candy. It's my mind. It's my mind that has made a decision that it wants that candy. So I'm just telling you that we can resist the temptations if we attack it from the place of our mind. And when we make a sacrifice, just like Imani, you know this is true. When we, when we say, okay, I'm a, I, I decided I'm just not going to have fried food for a while. I'm just, I'm just going to give it up a little while. It's really hard to do or candy or whatever. But when we say we're going to fast from it, yeah, isn't it easier for us to do it? Or aren't we more committed when we decide we're going to fast? Yes, it becomes easier because it's, it's, it's to connect closer to the Lord. So it makes it much more easier to do. It does. It really does. And 
you know, we're going to get to that it, with number seven. And, it, you know, it just blends right on into it. But the truth of the matter is we when we are craving things, but the majority of the cravings are in our mind. And that's what we really need to get. And when we're when we're deciding that we're going to let go of some things that we're going to make some sacrifices then we have to recognize that there's food out there that has been designed to kill us that has chemicals that have been implanted within them for us to get addicted to sugar get addicted to carbs get addicted to the chemicals that are you know or the preservatives i should say that make up the foods that we eat and then there's that clean food that food that is you know, not filled with preservatives, that food that is fresh off the farm, the food that will give us life. And when we eat that more, that's the food that we're going to crave more. But the truth of the matter is, is when we eat carbs and sugars, that's what we're going to crave because our mind is convinced that that's what our body needs. You heard what I said? Our mind is convinced that that's what our body needs. But when we fill ourselves and our, our days up, with fruits and vegetables and proteins, that's what we're going to want to continue to eat. It is true. And if you don't believe it, try it for yourself and find out. But the bottom line is you will not lose weight without a willingness to make a sacrifice. Which brings us to number seven. The, num the seventh principle or practice that we must be willing to take on in our weight loss program is to fast and pray. And I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but this is fundamental in facilitating lasting change, which is what this chapter is all about. We must make sure that our mind, our body, and our spirit are on one accord. And the best way to do that is to stay connected with the Lord, just like Imani said about fasting. And we must not only be able to speak, but we must be able to listen when it comes to praying to God. Because a whole lot of people are good for sending up prayer requests and asking God for whatever they think they want, they think they need. But are we good at hearing what the Lord is saying to us? And you've heard Imani and I throughout this podcast uh, season, you've heard us talk about how we've heard the Lord say this or tell us to do this, that, or the other, because we take the time to silence ourselves to be able to hear what the Lord is saying. And fasting helps us to do that. So when we put fasting and prayer together with the weight loss program, we become unstoppable. We become undefeated in our efforts because now God is in the center. And that is the way I lost a hundred pounds by keeping God first through fasting, through prayer, and through making sure that my mind, my body, and my spirit were continuously on one accord. And I say continuously because they would get off track, but I would do the work that it takes to make sure that my mind, body, and spirit come back together to be on one accord. Does that make sense, Imani? It does. How does that help you, if at all? It well, it's helping me because you know we're, we're as you said before, I've been through a whole lot of life going on, and so trying to do a weight loss program just has not been realistic. But now we're headed into the holidays. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, okay, what can I do to at least just get my mind refocused and getting started again? Because hmm. yeah, I fell off 
and I want to get my mind back on track. And I feel like in this season, the best way to do it, in between the, the different holidays, I feel like fasting will be something that will definitely get me back on the right track. And so when I once I decide I'm going to fast, then that's just it. I don't really want to call it a weight loss journey. Right. Because right now with the holidays, it's, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But if I decide to fast, declare it, believe it, do it, and keep God first, yeah. I mean, I can lose 10, 15 pounds in this holiday season. If I keep God first and if I stay committed to, to, my, to myself and to the Lord and to this podcast, the book, I mean, these are all the tools that you really need. And in this holiday season that we have really approached already, <laughs> it's going to be needed. It's going to be tough. And, but I, I don't want to fold on myself. I want to see some results before the new year. Well, fasting and praying is yeah. definitely going to be a big staple to, to my, my weight loss. Yeah. And I mean, and that's a, that's a good plan. And, you know, and the thing is, especially as, cause we, the holidays are here. We are in the holiday season. It's official. Mm-hmm. Halloween is in our rear view. Here right. comes Thanksgiving. And and you and you and Omar have birthdays in this in November too. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, and yeah, and so if you have a plan and you plan out your meals ahead of time as much as possible, and when you want to, you know, fast, and you know, and when you're not going to fast, then it is still possible to lose weight during this season. But you know, it's not easy, and it's um. And it's not strongly recommended because the truth of the matter is, it's like from one thing to the next, there's, even though it may not be like for me over here, it may not be a holiday every day, but people are inviting me to go out to dinner and, you know, inviting me to shows and different things like that. And, and food is, you know, usually included in those kinds of activities. And so I'm trying to do as much as I can to plan ahead, like what days I'm going to fast during the week or, you know, what days I'm just going to eat fruits and vegetables or whatever, so that I can maintain a balance. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she was teasing me about how I plan out my meals more than anybody that she knows in her life. And I took, I don't know how she meant it, but I took it as a compliment because that is how I'm committed to living my life. I plan out my meals. There are deviations. Like, for example, I had all these different, you know, great meals that I was planning on cooking this week. But my mom ended up making this delicious, wonderful soup that fits right in with the plan that I'm on. And so I wasn't even, I didn't even have to cook. I wasn't even, you know, you know, I, I, I didn't even have to make those meals I was planning on making. And I was able to enjoy this soup, which I'm looking forward to having this evening as well. So, you know, different things like that may pop up, but we want to be cognizant and aware of what we're planning to eat in the coming week. And some people might think, oh, that's doing too much. I'm telling you, if you're not doing it, then it's not doing enough. It's time for you to take into consideration what you're eating and be ahead of it think ahead about what you want to eat it will also help with your grocery shopping because you'll know ahead of time what you plan to cook and what you plan to eat in that week so yeah so we end this chapter with 
decide it, declare it, and then do it. So decide you will incorporate these seven practices into your daily life. Declare it out loud to someone else that this is what you will be doing for yourself, just like Imani did with us. And then do it. Simply put, like Nike says, just do it. Take it one day at a time, one step at a time, and I promise you, you will succeed if you do not give up. You will succeed in your effort if you do not give up. You may slip, trip, and fall. You may get off your plan. There may be things that distract you, a move, a new job, a new man, or whatever, but that, that's not giving up. That's just a little sidetrack. That's just a little deviation. If you get back on track after those life changes have occurred and settled down and continue your plan, you will lose weight. I promise you. I guarantee it. And don't give yourself a time limit. Don't say I got to lose 15 pounds before Christmas. Just I, I want to lose 15 pounds. And whatever amount of time it takes to get there, get there. If Christmas is your goal, there's nothing wrong with that but don't feel defeated if you don't reach it at that time. And let me just say, if you're on a serious, committed lifestyle change between now and Christmas, you can actually lose 15 pounds. And I'm not talking to Imani, I'm talking to anybody out there who has that interest because you know the, the, the holidays happen upon us and we haven't reached our goals. And so we're like, okay, well, I'm gonna lose this weight before Christmas. If you get to it, if you get started right now, you can get there. I'm telling you, you can if you start today. Amen? Amen. Amen. So family, listen, we only have one more chapter to go before this first season is over. Wow. Wow. How does it feel, Imani, to know we only have one episode left? It doesn't feel real. I feel like we just got started with the podcast, but honestly, we've been doing this, so... <laughs> Yeah. Season one is almost over and we'll be discussing season two soon. That's crazy. I know. It's crazy. And I'm just, you know, I feel like we're just getting started as well. And that's that's a good feeling to have. Um, I'm looking at, you know, okay, so 19 would be the official end to discussing the book. But how do you feel, Imani, about doing... Um, a 20th episode so we can just round off the round off the the season and say that no, I'm with it. yeah so let's 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 plan to do 20 episodes so we've got two more episodes to go before we're done with season one and if there are any questions or any comments or anything that people might want us to talk about in episode 20 please send us that information. Imani's going to give you all the information in a moment of where you can send your questions or your comments, your feedback, or what have you. We welcome all feedback. We want to improve upon ourselves. Next season, we're planning on having more guests. We were planning on having guests this season, but we ended up just having one, and it was a blessing, but that was kind of like a foretaste into, see, into season two. And, right. um, you know, and we want to hear from you all as to what you would like to know or what you would like us to talk about or what topics you'd like us to discuss and what format you'd like us to discuss it in. And we can discuss all of that 
in our final episode, which will be episode 20, which will be the one after the next episode. So, yeah, please hit us up and let us know. All right. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified through Spotify when a new episode drops. Yes. Please subscribe to the website, which is www.mybeautifulsoul.org. But let me back up for a minute. I want y'all to subscribe to the podcast, but I also want you to share it with five people this week. Oh, I upped the number to five because we are basically one episode away of the the podcast being done. Yeah. Two episodes away for the season one to being done. And we need the people to hear the podcast. We need the people, we need the word to get out. So I need y'all at least share it with five people. Five people. The holidays are coming. The holidays are here. Yeah. And if you still don't got your book, you tripping. Right. So I need everybody to share this podcast with five different people. I want you to buy the book for someone this holiday season. Give Just, just shout us out. The, the word needs to get out there. We are all in it together. Yeah. And let me say one thing before you go on, Imani. If you would like me to do a book signing at your home where you will invite your family and friends to come and participate, I would be more than happy to do that. I'm really trying to get, I have a few that are lined up already, but I'd like to get several more lined up for the holidays so that this can be something that people can give as gifts or they can start, you know, preparing for their New Year's resolution and their weight loss goals and all of that. But if you want me to come and do a book signing, a book reading, a book talk or anything like that, hit me up hit me up and let me know you can hit me at info at mybeautifulsoul.org and we welcome all questions and comments at that place as well well she just did my job i did (laughs) um but yes share the podcast with five people um my instagram is at imani legend and my mom's is i never remember it it's My Beautiful Soul Incorporated. My Beautiful Soul INC. Yes. Until next week, be strong, be well, and be you.